Hey guys, it's Finn Hathrell here. I'm here to tell you about our new partnership with Varsity Sparks. Varsity Sparks is a new initiative that brings together third level students from all across the country for a competition to identify the best and most scalable new business ideas. The unique feature of this competition is that the winners will be selected by the students themselves from these colleges in the form of an allocation of notional funds, which each student will be given to invest. This is a really great opportunity for any young aspiring entrepreneurs out there or for any students that would just like to participate in a great competition and meet other like-minded people. Varsity Sparks have also kindly given us a promo code, which you'll see in our show notes, and it will also be up on our Instagram. So if you enter through this promo code, you'll get free 10 euro just for entering. So go check out the competition, enter it, and I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Cheers. So welcome back to the Grad Life podcast, everybody. Today I have in with me Shreya Patar. So this is a really exciting episode. We know, we know each other from college, but um, Shreya's always just seems to be diving in and out of really interesting things. So she is a content creator. You have over 80,000 followers on LinkedIn, over 30,000 on Instagram. And you only started that pretty recently, didn't you? Um, and um, you've also built a startup during college and all of these things like you had done before you finished second year in college, which is pretty remarkable um but i won't steal the show because you'll you'll tell it better than i can so um what would be great is if you just give us a bit of a an intro to you hi kate first of all you know thanks so much for having me we know each other from tests yeah we work together in tests and i think you have seen that side of me which is like completely all in all into the business school all into all Mm. things business i guess so I, you know, just, just a bit of about me, I guess. I am from India, specifically Mumbai in India. And uh, this is my third year in Trinity. I study English and philosophy. And although I, you know, I have been writing since I was like, I think eight years old, I have, you know, really had a lot of interest in poems and a lot of essays, musings, things like that. Um, but this whole side of business, I guess, this whole side of, you know, really wanting to think new things and wanting to meet new people and trying to just be out there and just say, hey, I'm Shreya. You know, just go up and tell everyone that, hey, I'm Shreya. And I do this thing called writing. Uh, <laughs> I think that's been very exciting. And um, the the best part is, I think, although this is something that I always wanted to do, like, you know, I always wanted to write, I think moving to Trinity was like a game changer for me because this is where, I mean, you you know the story, but this is where mm. I think Tell it everything... Tell everyone else who doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is where everything happened. Uh, so when I first moved in September 2018, we had this, uh, in fact, actually Tess and the PhilSoc, uh, they did this together. So um, Trinity Entrepreneurial Society and PhilSoc, yeah, yeah, for anyone yeah. who, doesn't, who hasn't listened to other episodes, who doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, just become a, like a home name, I guess, right now, just saying Tess mm-hmm. to everyone. But yeah, uh, there was an event where the then CEO of LinkedIn, Jeff Finer, he was there for an event. And it was just an interview. And, you know, I was just sitting there watching him. And once the interview was done, he was out taking pictures. And I just went out for a picture and I spoke to him. I was just like, hey, Jeff, you know, I'm a student. I just joined college. And I, I don't know. I have a LinkedIn profile. I have some stuff on there. I don't know what to do with it. So he like... That's amazing in itself to just yeah. go up to the CEO of LinkedIn. <laughs> and say, Listen, I'm Shreya. <laughs> I want to do this. Yeah. What can I do? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was cool. And then did he give you advice when you asked him that? Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, everyone's like, what did he tell you? Like, you know, <laughs> this is why you have 80,000 followers. You you got some hack from him. The thing is, like, uh, when I went up to him, I just asked him, you know, what do I do as a student? Because I'm not looking for a job. And I think that's what LinkedIn is for. So he said, he, he like took my phone, he saw my profile. And he was like, you know, I had a lot of internships on there. So he was like, oh, you've done a lot of stuff. That's good. Uh, and he said, 
this like i later i realized this is a very traditional question like what is your dream job and i was zip like i had no idea because yeah. i just like hop skipped into trinity and i didn't think about it so i think the main advice he gave me was that you know whatever you want to do in life you have to be very specific and if you decide right now then you know what path to take and i guess that was the a very vague thing at that time but when i look back now i realize that something i was very specific with was linkedin mm. so because you know i met him because i put out a post that post went viral overnight actually I put out a post of just you know meeting him like hey guys I met Jeff Finder and this was the thing that happened and that post actually got a million and a half views within oh 3 God. days and yeah that's actually you know the post which got me a lot of messages like this post is so well written can you write for us as well and that's mm. how I got into like professional content writing I would say mm. so yeah I think Trinity is where the entire magic started and there was no secret advice but just that when I look back I know that it was sticking and committing to LinkedIn and just in general now expanding to like Instagram or different things which has helped me you know be where I am today yeah so so when you decided then to start putting things out on LinkedIn was that sort of a self-taught thing like you have a very specific way of writing which is really engaging like you have the way you you kind of space out your your posts and the way that you grab people with your your initial opening mm-hmm. is that something that you like did you learn from other people in that or is it something that you kind of trial and error and kind of mastered your craft in doing it that way so the thing was when i you know when my first post went viral i thought like oh i figured linkedin out you know mm. i thought i knew exactly what to do and i kind of kept doing similar things but it didn't work out it took me a lot of time but with time i realized that people like stories people like you know being a part of the narrative and that's something i'm good at i'm good at telling stories and you know really getting people hooked into oh what's coming next that kind of stuff mm. so that's what i did i that's what i went for i just created something that was uh, you know like something that really pulled the person in and most importantly i think the kind of messages i got were hey shreya we have been in similar situations this so relates to me like i really understand the emotion that you felt at that point and that i think for me was the the only thing that made my post stand out and the entire part of you know the, the line spacing the shot the shot sentences all of that came with time when i realized that at the end of the day linkedin is not like a blog it's it's a it's a social media platform and people like to keep scrolling mm. and then i kind of adapted my style of writing for that but like i think in the bottom line it's always been that storytelling and getting people engrossed in my narrative and making themselves feel like you know they are a part of that story as well mm, mm. so yeah it's it's interesting like i do think that linkedin it becomes a thing that people maybe get into when they do an internship or you know they start to realize they they have a need for it but really there's such a like vast wealth of like opportunities that can come from it and you're obviously kind of testament to that so once you started putting out your posts did that kind of attract people to you what kind of in terms of what you were trying to do so you're a content creator mm-hmm. in terms of like opportunities for work that came to you do a lot does a lot of your work actually come as a reaction to those posts are they like do they become clients of yours yeah that's exactly how it works I didn't think that would happen you know I think I thought that when you want to you know you want someone to hire you want someone to pay you you have to be out there saying hey I do this and you know this these are the reasons why you should hire me and all of that stuff but I didn't really have to do that I realized that you know the more kind of content I kept putting out people just saw it and they didn't need proof of work they didn't need mm. like a degree they didn't they didn't need you know 10 years of experience or anything all they cared was you know you know english you you write well can you write for us yeah it's a yeah. show instead of yeah. tell you're actually yeah. demonstrating what you can do so you you had no expectation of this coming which is which is a really interesting thing but 
I suppose what stems from all of your LinkedIn work was that then you set up your startup doozy um Mm -hmm. and ended up doing extremely well with it so that's another interesting chapter that I'd like to to dive into if you'd take us through that part of of uh, your your last recent years yeah um so I've been freelancing for two years and you know I had I had certain challenges in terms of especially maintaining the work because once you're working with more than two or three people you're like using so many different things and it's very confusing and then plus I'm a student so there's a lot of college work there's a lot of events there's a lot of things to be a part of and I think by the time I came home I was just so overwhelmed and then there's like 100 different thing going things going on on my laptop I didn't like it and then came along this thing called the the Launchbox Prints in Infinity. So it was just like, you know, a two-week thing, like, uh, sh- uh, sorry, short workshops where you, you learn how to, like, come up with your idea, refine it, pitch, stuff like that. I took part in it, and one thing led to another, and, you know, I learned so much there. I kind of sat down and refined this very vague idea that I developed a few years ago at like 3 a.m. or whatever. (laughs) And so I just sat down. I had a lot of time. I had a lot of mentors in college, which was super helpful. You were there. You helped me a lot. That was super helpful. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that just kind of progressed. And then I went up for the Dragon's Den. I went up for the launch box. And I think these were ways to kind of really narrow down my idea because when I started out, I didn't know it was a startup idea. I just knew that, you know, there has to be a solution to this problem I'm facing. And um, in my head, it was like this overwhelming river of, you know, thoughts. So this, you know, the the sprints and everything and everything that Tangent had to offer is what kind of helped me narrow it down. So that's, you know, kind of what pushed me that, okay, this is not just a vague idea. This is something that you could actually start working on for real. Mm. I remember watching you. So you went to the sprints program and you would have pitched. And every time you went to pitch, you got like you were already great but just got so much better every single time and then in that very final so the dragon's den final would have been in the big the massive uh, theater in the mm-hmm. trinity business school and you were up there just like totally demanded the the whole the whole room really and um and ended up coming coming second so that must have been that must have been pretty surreal coming from something that you just thought of at 3 a.m and then you're up there like like almost performing yeah. on the stage grabbing everyone's attention that was cool it was so cool. I remember that, you know, uh, before the Dragon's Den pitch, I had done pitches like five, six times because of, you know, the sprints and the different levels of Dragon's Den. So on that day, I was, I think, the only solo team mm. who made it to the final. So I wasn't really expecting much. And so I was just sitting there after the entire, you know, event and they were just announcing the stuff. And I, when they said doozy, I just, I, I shrieked. I remember like, you know, I was just so loud because I was so happy. I was not expecting it. But yeah, that was one of the highlight moments of my life. Like mm. really goosebumps wow. every time. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. And so, you know, obviously you you have your basically full-time job with this content creation and all, all of the stuff that you do working with your clients, mm-hmm. also studying in Trinity and then you also had the startup. So so I think you pushed the startup out so you can kind of focus on your college work now. Is that right? Yeah. 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 And even so, like, I, I wonder how you balance things in even with what you're doing now, like without having the startup or last year when you did have the startup. Mm-hmm. How do you manage your, your time? I think this year it's been so much easier because everything's been online. Otherwise, you know, there's so much travel, 
There's so many trips from the arts block to the business school. <laughs> That's a mm-hmm. long trip in itself. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I think it's become easier now. Um, just being at home, attending lectures is so much easier from the laptop. It's not something I love, honestly. It's I would, of course, love to be in college. Mm. But just generally, I think um, having a routine has helped me a lot. So mm. I just, you know, I study at night and I watch Netflix and I sleep. Yeah. It's just something <laughs> I do on repeat. And then I, I don't, like, I, I really take the weekends off. So I just, you know, I just like to have my free time and that's the only thing that keeps me going like you know mm. if I did not have that routine which I didn't until the lockdown actually started and I was home constantly um you know the, actually the first few weeks were very overwhelming because I didn't have lectures we, we were on a summer break and uh, I think I just ended up not doing anything all day and then stressing over stuff at night so the routine part like that was a game changer for me like that was everything and you know I'm I don't feel as stressed anymore i'm okay mm. and i'm here for an interview on a weekday so <laughs> <laughs> yeah that yeah. is pretty impressive given that you're balancing everything else yeah okay so you know you're you're in trinity and you're studying you've had experience with a startup you have experience real world experience working with clients mm-hmm. you've been on different committees for college what do you think are the big learnings that maybe you couldn't have gotten if you just come to trinity and said okay i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna really nail my degree mm-hmm. you know if you had given yourself that sort of just one one track what do you think that you would have been missing out on that that are the learnings that you have now from all of these things that you're involved in the main thing i find is the unpredictability of it all because what i study like i study english and philosophy of course these are very different from what i do right now mm. so these are the kind of subjects that really help me in my critical thinking they're good for reading they're good for you know really developing that sense of understanding the text and really digging deeper into things and that i think does help me stand out even as a content creator because then i manage to deep uh, you know dig deeper into things that most people wouldn't really catch but other than that, you know, the the main thing that comes out of this is the unpredictability because I do not know how, you know, when I speak to people, I don't know how they'll react. I don't know if they'll say yes or no, if they'll be interested in talking to me, if they'll, you know, just keep just the when conversation you're reaching going. out to people. Yeah, yeah, okay. just, just generally. I, I think in terms of work, mm. um, in terms of finding clients maybe, or just even, even I think um, lately I've done a lot of interviews, a lot of podcasts, a lot of um you know all these sessions and webinars and i think that gives me real life experience where it's so much beyond students it's so much beyond talking to faculty and staff and people who already know you mm. but it's going out there and it just i think it's helped me build a different kind of confidence even mm. something that of course i felt even when i was in the dragons den you know standing in front of 300 people just speaking but this is so much different when it's it's online it's something that has real world implications, I guess, when somebody is actually paying you to do something for mm. them and then you have to be more careful, more cautious. Mm. So that kind of independence and that kind of just, you know, being adaptable to no matter what happens around me, mm. that's something that's, you know, really um, been something I've learned in mm. by freelancing, I would say. Do you find it more difficult if you're doing things online to kind of get a point across like I know everybody working remotely now you're on a zoom call or you're doing Mm -hmm. a presentation and you're trying to get across the kind of like body language that you would use if you're in a room or get across your sort of energy do you find that more difficult or do you think that the perks of maybe doing things from your own home make things easier for you when the lockdown started suddenly everyone shifted to zoom Mm. before that I didn't even take a lot of video calls it used to normally be audio calls but once things shifted to zoom and it became about 
oh, well, you know, I have to keep clean my room and, you know, make sure it's not messy and I have to be presentable and things like that. It was very nerve-wracking for me. I used to be very conscious that, okay, are people judging my room? Am I sitting properly? Am I? Are people really getting what I'm trying to say? Are people just staring at me? Are they, are they actually listening or are they just, you know, looking around my room, stuff <laughs> like that? But with time, actually, I wouldn't have it any other way now. Like, now I don't like audio calls. I, I prefer to see the person and I've become so much more comfortable even with my body language. Mm. And actually, that's something that, you know, I would recommend even to everyone on Zoom calls. I realize that some people are really stiff um, in in the order of being like, you know, professional, I guess. But moving around and, you know, especially waving, waving a bye when you're hanging up. I think that's just a very personal touch to add. Yeah. And it just it just changes things. So I that's think funny. I, that. I wouldn't have thought of that. That actually, it makes total sense. It makes it feel less like transactional or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously you're on these zoom calls with clients who are looking for a different piece of content for you to create Mm -hmm. what sort of content are you creating and what sort of you know without obviously telling us names you don't tell us anything but Mm -hmm. um what sort of clients do you have and what are they looking for what's that kind of market look like okay so i have changed a lot in the past few months um i think the market has changed what people are looking for has changed their goals have changed especially with the pandemic so everyone wants to be online at this point many people who just left their online presence realize now that you know everything's digital so they really want to be pushing forward so i do write a lot of content in terms of like you know articles and web copy and things like that but the main i think the things on the forefront these days would be linkedin marketing so like linkedin posts right ghostwriting posts for other people like i do for my own page and instagram is something i'm really picking up on so instagram in terms of you know the content creation especially because instagram has so much going on right now with mm. you know the posts the reels the carousels and the lives there's, there's just so much it's it's a work it's like a full-time job for any person who has a business instagram account mm. so i help out with that as well and yeah i like doing that i think it's just so much fun learning about these different businesses and how they how they want to attract people mm. especially now because you know the holiday season is just fun 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 for everyone so that mm, that's nice mm. yeah so if someone would come to you say they have a they have an instagram account and they're running a business account mm-hmm. and they so would they sit down with you kind of explain exactly what their vision is what kind of brand they want to be and then you write the posts and send them to them or like do you have to log in on their instagram and actually manage it or how does that work i do the second part as well okay. so i think most brands prefer that these days where I mean, I think my policy is that if you work with me, you can basically forget you have an Instagram account. Mm. That's that's the idea. Wow, that's so handy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can still think everyone would want that in running a business. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So taking maybe a slightly different track, I want to touch on, you know, you've talked about your experience um, in Trinity um, and how you seem to just have totally grabbed all these opportunities and totally flourished. And I think it's really interesting to to realize that, you know, you were coming to Ireland from India, you were coming as an international student and mm. totally got more out of it than 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 most people really even realize um, yeah. while also adapting to coming as an international student. So I definitely want to talk about that. I, I don't know how many resources there even are for that when you were coming over, but interested to hear how you found that whole experience of moving over to Ireland and coming to Trinity. It was pretty seamless, actually. My entire decision to move abroad was, you know, actually pretty last minute. I completely switched gears from what I wanted to do and then, you know, deciding to move abroad. So I think that was the main thing that was a glitch. But after that, once I decided to apply for Trinity, I had a lot of help from, you know, the, I guess, officials in college. So there were 
they had a lot of events in India where, you know, they, they would come and they set up like a stall, I would say, and then they talk about Trinity and, you know, they have a lot of brochures and stuff like that. That was really helpful. So, so they call it an education fair in India. Uh, that was really helpful. And I think from that point on, I had this one person contact and all the emails back and forth were so seamless. And once I, you know, I got selected, I think that was that was a big day for me because this was it, especially for English and philosophy. Trinity mm-hmm. is like the place to be. So I think even after that, it was pretty seamless because then I got an email like, okay, you're in Trinity and we'll send someone at the airport to help you, you know, so nice. help you out. And yeah, so that was pretty cool. So moving was, I think, the least of my concerns. The cold is a different story. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a huge adjustment. Yeah. So then did you find coming into college then, was it getting involved in societies that that was the most valuable thing? Or do you meet people in your course or how, what was that like? Um, it's mostly, I think, been the societies because although I study and I'm in the arts block and stuff, uh, I am, I don't know, I, my mind is in a different place. And I would say mm. my mind is in a business school <laughs> most <laughs> of the times. So in that sense, you know, because I was not really studying business or I was not really involved directly with that kind of side, I was always like a part of tangent. I was always a part of like a, a test. I was an ambassador for tests in the mm. first year. So I was just getting involved as much as possible. And the first year I remember, like, I just, you know, came with a lot of cash to the Freshers' Fair and I just, like, joined every single, you know, society. Throwing those two-year-old yeah. coins at everybody. <laughs> Let me be a part of your society. Yeah, I did that. I did that because I think everything just felt so fascinating, especially when you just move to a new country. You're like, let's make the most of it, you know. Mm. So I signed up everywhere. And by the end of the year, I realized that, you know, I think there were a few societies that really struck struck for me. Test was the biggest one, which is why I, you know, applied for the PRO and that's, you know, how things went rolling from there. Mm-hmm. So do you find then that there's much overlap between what you're studying and then what you're doing in your day to day? Like, I suppose maybe the involvement with societies and maybe acts as that bridge in terms of taking your studies and making it a little bit more real in terms of actually writing and maybe like mm-hmm. managing things. But is there much overlap or do you actually have to go out and find resources to learn yourself that are outside of your college course? My course in itself, like, I wouldn't say the material in itself is something that I'm going to use. Mm. Like, especially in terms of English and philosophy, these are more of the academic subjects. Mm. Um, but I think the experience of it all, especially when the reading is so intense and you have, again, you have so much of independent thinking and you know, especially in philosophy, it's like you're just arguing over why everything's just not right. <laughs> and that's not a really a good habit when you're speaking to people because, you know, you, you go in that really, uh, that zone where, you know, you can fight everyone, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, I think it does like it does give that angle of really thinking deep as to, you know, what you're doing exactly. And in general, of course, the societies have been helpful, not just in, in terms of the skills, you know, but because I have been a part of societies, I've met so many people. I have mm. met so many uh, people that, you know, I've stayed in touch with, that I've learned from that. Or, you know, just having the confidence to go up to those people and say, like, hey, I'm sure I'm a content writer. Just It's just a different kind of rush, I would say. Yeah. And um, when they meet me in Trinity, I guess that also has a different impact. Mm. So, mm. yeah, that's all just a benefit that kind of comes together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So is there a typical path that people take after studying your degree I imagine yours might be a little bit different than what a lot of people are doing because you probably have a 
a, a path in mind but mm-hmm. is there is there a traditional path I'm not sure actually because when I when I stepped into this I just wanted to do it for the writing part I wanted to be, mm. become a better writer mm. I had a lot of struggle in terms of I, I didn't know what to read exactly and you know my writing was all over the place it was not cohesive it didn't make much sense so that's what I was here for actually mm. and I didn't think about the career options and now I think a lot of people do tell me that you know this doesn't really have a lot of options later on but I'm fine with it as long as I know what I'm doing and as long as you know I I see myself going a certain path and I know that my degree is going to help me in some ways that's mm. good enough mm. but yeah I think a lot of people prefer like academic roles or become writers mm. yeah well you it seems like you could probably literally do anything with with <laughs> what your experience is now what would you see yourself like going and working for a magazine or like having your own you know I know you already have these kind of inklings of having your own startup but mm-hmm. what is your what does your career path look like do you think I'm really not sure exactly but I would like to you know work for myself um you know have my own startup or have my own agency or something but just be an independent person with her own team that's how I see myself like as that you know typical business person kind mm. of uh, thought yeah mm. so I suppose like you would continue to build upon what you're doing now like getting mm. more clients and maybe formalizing that that's a really that's a really cool aspiration to have coming out of college. You know, there's so many companies that probably would want you to go and work for them. I'm sure you already have people <laughs> saying, write this for me or write this for me. Um, but pretty amazing to just actually have that sort of confidence, as you say, to to go out and do it. Do you think that, do you think that you would have had this like coming into first year that you thought you would come out with this sort of confidence? You're still only in third year, but <laughs> but do you think you would have, what, did you know that you were going to be like this? no. I knew that I would freelance at some point and I knew that I thought I would do it after college once you know I was a certain age and people would take me seriously um but when I think of it now I think there's there's this different you know happiness that I see even in my parents like you know that they have this certain kind of confidence in me that I will do something useful in life you know and they always had that but now I can see that it's it's real they see it happening and they see that I'm on the right path and I think that's like credits to trinity because being here and being in an environment where you celebrate entrepreneurship you celebrate independent thinking you celebrate that kind of you know being um by yourself being uh, you know responsible being accountable for what you do and having a support system as well like even the smallest things you know like getting an extension for your essay if you're really stressed out mm. i think having that support system and always having somebody to reach out to in college as well it just creates a different kind of confidence where you just know that you'll figure it out even if even if things are like really messed up right now you will figure it out because people will help you out mm. so yeah that that helps uh, cool so what advice would you give do you think to someone who's maybe listening thinking oh i've i love writing like i'd like to actually do something like that as a as a career what would you give as a first step or um a kind of uh, a path to take I always tell that you know you should be online that's the biggest thing and you know I think the lockdown has really proved that you if you're online and if you are putting yourself out there on the internet that's the place to be that's where people can find you even if you know you are not going and knocking doors people can find you people can come to you and the, the best thing is I think you you build a personal audience as well you you build a community of people who like what you, what they see who like what you have to offer to them 
that again builds a lot of confidence and it builds a lot of interest in what you do so i think just you know pick up a linkedin account or an instagram whatever you like just you know do that and of course you can message me <laughs> find me and message me yeah i was going to say we definitely need to end on a little plug everyone needs to everyone needs to go and go and check out your stuff but sorry last thing i want to do because i always like to ask this question is mm-hmm. um what book would you recommend or maybe even a podcast because i'd imagine you probably have lots of different resources that you tap into but mm-hmm. related to content writing or unrelated either way which one what would you recommend in terms of book recommendations i'm not really good at it because i realize that everyone has a different idea of why they read a book mm. and i think you should go for it there's still one book that i think if you're a writer you should read mm. it's called on writing it's okay. uh, by stephen king and it's a memoir of his craft that that's what it is so it's basically all these short stories as to of his life but then also every story has a lesson for writing Okay, so what cool. he learned along the way it's really interesting and it's one of the books that has helped me become a better writer and a better editor so that's highly recommended okay cool and do you follow any other pages like your instagram page is so distinctive like you have so many videos all really kind of short and snappy and really mm-hmm. engaging do you follow particular people that you kind of take guidance from or how did you how do you come up with those I don't really follow anyone. I think the easiest people for me to reach out to is my parents, honestly. My parents are so on track with everything I do and they keep shooting ideas back and forth in terms of, That's you know. That's so nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they keep shooting ideas back and forth in terms of what I should read or what movie I should watch and, you know, what uh, kind of content I should create, what should be my next story, what question should I ask, uh, what should I talk about. You know, all these things like mm. just having them involved at such a personal level and um they they know what they're talking about they they really know and they have grown with me so they have become you know really well acquainted with the whole social media thing including you know dealing with certain weird comments that i get on my page mm-hmm. just you know telling me just stay focused mm-hmm. so anyways like they are you know the kind of people who will if i'm stuck they will just keep bouncing ideas back and forth and that's the easiest resource i have for mm-hmm. ideation so yeah. having that really close confident person yeah. that you can just bounce things off okay yeah. cool okay cool so listen I'm so I'm so glad to have had you in here I was thinking it was just nice that we were going to be able to have a chat and to to see what you were working on now because it's been a while since we've actually had a catch-up so yeah. thank you so much and I hope everyone goes and checks out all of your your content it is truly up there I mean it, it wouldn't people wouldn't be following it if it wasn't really as as good as we're making it out to be so um yeah, everyone ch- check Shreya out on LinkedIn, Instagram, and um, thank you so much. Thanks, Kate. Thank you so much.